you go ahead and have a seat this morning. Call by name takes a seat, and uh, we turn our attention again to our theme. It's the last one in our uh, summer series, Passionate Summer, uh, Passionate Psalms. And you know what we've been doing all summer, right? Is uh, just looking at different psalms and uh, just gleaning the passion, hopefully, uh, from from the psalm and the psalmist. And uh, you know, my hope obviously is that, that through the summer. Um, you know, your passion has also been ignited in a new way in understanding how incredible and how passionate God is about you. And we're going to see that again today with, uh, with Psalm 23. Now, a lot of us know Psalm 23, and uh, we will hear Psalm 23, but, um, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I mean, just the way it is, we, we tend to kind of hear Psalm 23 in only one circumstance. And usually that's the circumstance uh, when we're, you know, gathering at church or gathering at the funeral home or wherever it is. And uh, somewhere in the midst of somebody's dying, we, we gather and, and we hold on to this psalm and think about the valley of the shadow of death and persevering. And, and that's a good thing. That's, that's a great place for us to hold on to this psalm. Uh, but today, I hope you will see the psalm as something bigger than that that you'll see the passion in this psalm uh, as something that applies to you in every day. Because that's the intention, I believe, of the psalmist. You know, we can use it in those hard times. Of course, it's appropriate. It's good. It's a great thing for us to do. But, you know, today, as we walk through the psalm, uh, hopefully you get the passion that this psalmist wants us to get about who God really is and what that means for our every day. So let's turn our attention to Psalm uh, 23. And uh, the psalmist just starts out with a great emphatic kind of statement. Now, this emphatic statement is the foundation of the psalm. To really understand the rest of the psalm, you've got to get this first verse, right? And, and to understand that this is just a passion, passionate, personal shepherd. So the psalmist just starts out by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Now, I kind of highlighted two words in the middle there to get, give emphasis so we can talk about it. Right away, he just starts out by saying, first and foremost, the Lord is. You can just stop there. The Lord is. I mean, that's an awesome statement. And what's even more incredible about that statement is when we translate the word Lord there, the, the word that he really uses back in the Hebrew is the name of God, Yahweh. Now, you've got to understand, this is an awesome name. I mean, in the Old Testament, God had a lot of names, but this name, this was the most emphatic name for God. This name was the most sacred name for God. This was the name that, that they would never mention. They, they couldn't even speak it. They couldn't even write it. It was such an incredible, awesome name for God. It was spoken one time in the whole year of worship. They could only speak God's name, Yahweh, once on the Day of Atonement when the high priest went into the holiest of holiest, and that was the only time in the whole year this name could be uttered. Why is that? Because this name would remind them of the awesome, incredible nature of who God is. And that's where the psalmist starts. The, the psalmist starts saying, listen, you've got to get this. He is. I mean, it goes back to when, when Moses was sent down 
to go free the people, right? And the, the bush is burning. Or later on when Moses is on Mount Sinai and he's talking with God and having a personal conversation. And somewhere along the way he says, well, listen, you want me to go do this thing, but who do I tell them sent me? And God's response is simply, tell them I am. Tell them he is. And that's his name, Yahweh. Tell them I am. Now, this is an incredible observation. The the psalmist wants you to understand that this is an incredible awareness for each of our lives. Because there's going to be all kinds of circumstances in our lives where those circumstances are going to challenge our awareness of this reality. There's going to be hard things, challenges, disappointments, heartaches, all the difficult stuff of life. And all of those are going to challenge that statement. And the power for us is when we get in the same place as the psalmist, and in, in, in especially in those times, we simply say, wait a minute, I don't care what's going on, God is. God is. That's it. I, I know all the circumstances are tough, and I know all the circumstances want to try to lead me down a path that would say otherwise, but no, I'm not going there because I simply know God is. And God just isn't is. It, it's the God who is. This is Yahweh. This is the most awesome, incredible God. This is the God of the universe, the Alpha and the Omega. This is the God who created the heavens and the earth. This is the awesome God, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. God is. That's who is. That's where the psalmist starts. It's getting that that incredibly passionate understanding that says, man, God is. And he is awesome. Now couple that awareness with the second part of the verse. This awesome, incredible Yahweh is my shepherd. Put that together. This awesome God, this awesome, incredible Lord God Yahweh is my shepherd. He's a shepherd, and not just any kind of shepherd. We can go into John 10, and John 10, Jesus defines what kind of shepherd he is right there in the 11th verse. He says, I am the good shepherd. What kind of shepherd? He's a good one. He's a good one. He even says in the passage, now listen, there's other shepherds that aren't so good. Like the hired man shepherd, the false shepherd out there. You know, when tough stuff comes, he's going to run. But, but listen, I'm not running. I'm the good shepherd. I know you. You know me. I'm in it. I'm in it to the point that I will give up my life for you, he says. That's what a good shepherd does. See, this is where the psalmist wants us to be. He wants us to understand not only is this incredible God is, but this incredible God is a good God who wants to be part of our lives, who is passionate about our lives. This incredible, good God, Lord God Yahweh, is a God who wants to be passionate about every experience of our lives. As passionate as a good shepherd is about his sheep. That's what shepherds do. I mean, shepherds are passionate about their sheep, right? I mean, no sheep, no shepherd. (laughs) Out of work pretty pretty soon if you don't take care of the sheep, right? And the reality is that God is absolutely passionate about your life. And notice he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He, he is 
personal. He is personal and he is passionate. This is where the psalmist wants us to get. He wants us to understand how incredible God is, how passionate God is about our life, and how good God is and what good things God wants to do in our life. And then he leads us through a series of these good things. And he starts with just a simple observation. If you understand this, if you receive this word today, just that first verse, if you receive that word today, if you just surrender yourself to that shepherd and you say, yes, I believe that. I believe he is an awesome God. He is the Lord God Yahweh. And I'm going to trust him in my life because he is a good God. Then you will say the next part of the verse. You will say, he gives me everything I need. It's the psalmist's way of saying, listen, if I have that kind of God, I don't need anything else. If, that's, if I have that kind of shepherd, I don't need anything else. See, we don't, we don't need to get lost in all our wants. Another translation would say, uh, I shall not want. You heard that translation, right? I shall not want. It means we don't have to get lost in all the wants. And easy for us to do, right? To get wandering down that path of all the things we don't have in life and, and start wanting for all the stuff in life and wanting for this or wanting if we only had. Well, the psalmist says, well, wait a, wait a minute. Go back to the beginning. He is. And he is an awesome good God. And this awesome good God is personal and passionate about your life. And if you've got that kind of God, you don't have to worry about wanting anything. You have everything you need in just having God as your shepherd. Because he'll bring you everything you need. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to be you know, upset about the wants anymore because that, that's who God is. And God is so passionate about your life. And he's such a good shepherd. You don't have to worry about that stuff because he's just that kind of God. And that kind of God is going to take care of everything that you need. You with me? That's an awesome statement. And that's just the first verse. And that applies to every single day of our life. Not just in difficult times, but God is God every single day of our life. And His passion for us is the same every single day of our life. And because of that, the psalmist will say, listen, this is, this is what God wants to do in your life. He's going to do a series of things in your life. He starts out by saying, look, he's going to do this. And notice how I did the he for you, right? This, this is what the good shepherd, the good he wants to do in your life. So he says, listen, this is one of the things he's going to do. If you, if you buy into that verse, you surrender to that first verse, well, he's going to let you lie down in fields of green grass. He, another translation says, he makes me lie down in green pastures, right? That this is what a good shepherd does. A good shepherd is going to take you to the green places. I mean, do you think there's any good shepherd that wakes up and, and looks at his sheep for the day and says, yeah, you know, what do you think, guys? Let's, let's take you off to a barren land today. What do you think? I'm feeling a little desert today. I mean, he doesn't do that, right? I mean, that's, that's not what a good shepherd does. What does a good shepherd do? A good shepherd looks out for his sheep, and a good shepherd says, Man, I want you to have the best, most lush, greenest pastures that I can provide you. And that's God's attitude towards us. I mean, his attitude is, listen, I, I want to create in your life the greenest pastures. 
I want to be active in your life and bring you a place in your life so that, so that you are in the greatest, greenest, most purpose-filled point in your life. That's why we can say, listen, if we are where God wants us to be, then we're already in green pasture. What makes it green is not whether we decide it's green. What makes it green is whether it's the place God wants us to be. That means you can face even challenges. You can face even difficulties. But if God wants you to be in the challenge of the difficulty because that's what He's purposed in your life, that can be a green place. That can be a good green place. Because it's doing what God wants to do in your life. It's bringing you to a new place and wherever you need to be in your life and whatever God's purpose for your life. You follow me? I mean, it is a good green place because that's what a good shepherd does. And, and he's a good shepherd. We always establish that. He's a good shepherd. So he's always going to lead you to the place he wants you to be. And that place, wherever it is, is going to be green. It's going to be good. And he follows it by saying, listen, that place is also going to have some quiet waters. He leads me beside quiet waters. And now the key here is notice who's doing the leading. Who's doing the choosing of where you go? Oh, the shepherd is. Not me. The shepherd is. See, if I'm sold out that God is a good God, if I'm sold out that God is passionate about my life and He's only going to do good things for me and He is all I need, then I know wherever He leads me is going to be green and it's going to be good. Like quiet waters. In, in contrast to rapids, whitewater rapids. Anybody done whitewater rapiding? Right? I mean, it's like, whoa! Scary anxiety-filled kind of stuff, right? Exhilarating. But that's not what he's about. He's about taking you to the place where you can take a breath, where you can, where you can sit back and you can get refreshed, you can get renewed. And, and wherever you are, even if it's a challenging, difficult place, if you believe the first verse, it's going to be a green place and it could be a place where you can take that breath and you can have a sense of quietness and calm and confidence because you have a good shepherd and that good shepherd is passionate about your life and that good shepherd is a good God and he wants good things in your life he goes on to say and he gives me new strength another translation would say he restores my strength right that if, if you're where God wants you to be and you're following where God is leading you then God is going to be able to restore you and strengthen you no matter what your past has been to face whatever your future is that he has. If you're where he wants you to be and you're following where he leads you, he's going to give you the strength you need to look beyond your past to go to the place you need to go in your future. That's what he does. He restores. Um, you ever go to like, uh, you know, like the, the outdoor... Um, fairs, the markets, the outdoor uh, craft fair stuff, you know, and there's some furniture guy there who's gone and bought all this beat up old furniture at garage sales and restored them. And, and you look at those pieces of furniture and you say, wow, that's awesome. You seen that stuff? Yeah, well, maybe some of you can identify with a different image. You ever, you ever go out on the, on, the, on the web and you go through all these diet plans and all those diet plans... They always have a picture gallery. And what's on the picture gallery? Before and after. Right? 
Let me, let me guess. Which one is usually the better picture? Before? After. Before? After. See, I mean, that's what he's talking about. Listen, you can be over here before, but you've got a good God. And that's who he is. And he is an awesome, incredible, good God that is passionate about your life. And he is personally involved in your life. And he only wants to bring good things in green pasture, in quiet waters. And he's going to give you the strength to face whatever the future is, regardless of what your past has been. That's who he is. God is. That's, that's the Lord God. Yeah, that's who he is. And so he gives us the opportunity to be able to not look at our past, but instead to look forward at what God can do in our life, what He wants to achieve in our life, how He can use us, how He can bring incredible things into our life. And and He makes it clear for us in terms of how that happens and and how He can lead you and where He wants you to go. Now, a lot of folks hear that statement and they say, Oh, not my life. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where God wants me to go. Let me give you a tip this morning from the psalmist. The psalmist gives you two criteria to be able to understand and figure out and get a clear perspective on where God is leading you and where God wants to go. You ready? He says, he always guides you in the right paths. Now, the image there is he's going to guide you in a worn path, right? It's not a path that's never been tried before. It's not a path that just wanders somewhere and nobody knows where it's going to end up. No, he says he's going to take you in the right path. Right? He's, he keeps the sheep on the worn path. What does that mean to us? Well, it means to us God is never going to give you a direction or lead you in a path that's contrary to the truth of his word. It, wherever he's going to lead you is always going to be consistent with his word. I mean, if you're trying to discern, okay, what, where, where does God want me to go with this? Where's, where's God trying to lead me? Just ask the question. So what does his word have to say about this? Is is it consistent? Because he'll never lead you astray. He's never going to lead you in a a path that's not tried and true. He's going to lead you on the worn path of his word. It always works. It's always true. It's always good. It's always faithful. It's worn. You can trust it. He's never going to lead you in a place contrary to his word and his scripture. Second thing, it's in the verse. He guides me in the right paths. For the honor of his name. See that part? That's the second question. You're trying to figure it out. How does God make it clear? Ask the question. So what's going to honor his name? So so if I take this step, is this where he wants me to go because it's consistent with Scripture? And because this will bring honor to his name. This will reflect good on God. This will show others what a good God he is. This will show others that God is in my life and he is a good shepherd and he wants good things and he's working actively in my life and and it's going to bring honor and glory to his name. You see the two questions? See, God always makes it clear if you just follow those two questions to say, listen, is it consistent with Scripture and does it bring honor to his name? How do we know that's true? God is. That's who he is. He is a good God. He is the Lord God Yahweh, and He always wants good things for His people. He is passionate about our lives, and so He will make it clear. Just ask those questions. Is it consistent with His Word, and does it bring honor to His name? And we know those are true, and we can follow those. Why? Because He is a good God, and He's passionate about our lives, and He's willing to participate in our lives. 
He's not a distant God. He's a personal God. And he's ready to participate uh, in our lives, right? Uh, you know, this is about a shepherd and some sheep, right? So, so one of the problems sheep sometimes have is, you know, sheep get a lot of wool, right? You know the whole sheep principle, right? They get a lot of wool. As they get more wool, they get kind of more full of themselves, right? What happens? They get top-heavy, right? They get top-heavy. So they're out there on uneven ground, right? Making their way on uneven ground. And occasionally what happens to the sheep? It takes a misstep and over it goes. Nice cushy landing on the soft wool, right? But, but what happens? Well, the sheep's on the ground and it's got all this heavy weight of wool. So what happens? It can't get up. It's just lying there going, that's it. Can't move. Can't get up. Can't get back on the path. What's it take? It takes a couple things. It takes a shepherd to come along and pick it up and put him back on the path. What else does the shepherd have to do? The shepherd has to shear off the excess wool. Right? He's got to shear off some wool. What does that mean? The shepherd is always personally involved and intimately involved in the well-being of the sheep regardless of the situation of the sheep. Even in the scariest and most difficult times. When you're lying there and flaying away, the shepherd is still looking for the opportunity to set your, your life right and shear away some of the wool. The way the psalmist looks at it, the psalmist says, listen, what is the most fearful time in my life? What, 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 is, the, what is the most difficult and most fearful time in my life? And he comes up in verse 4 and says, listen, even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though, even though I walk through the most difficult time in life, even though, though I walk through the biggest challenge I could ever imagine in my life, I'm not going to be afraid. Why am I not going to be afraid? Well, because God is. And he's a passionate God about my life. And he's not a distant God. He's going to be with me. And not only is he going to be with me, He's, he's going to be my shepherd with a rod and a staff, and, and that knowledge of that gives me comfort. See, the psalmist says he's not just a God who is and a God who is actively involved in our lives, but he is a God who really does something. That's that whole rod and staff thing. Notice it's not the sheep who are carrying the rod and staff, right? The sheep is not out there protecting themselves from the dangers. The shepherd is the protector. The shepherd is the one who is actively involved in fending off the danger. And that's what gives the sheep comfort. That's the psalmist. Listen, when you are in the darkest, most difficult thing in your life, what does he say? Remember, God is. God is, and he is a good God, and he is absolutely passionate about your life, and he is personally involved, and there's not a moment that goes by, there's not an experience that goes by, that he is not actively working in your life. And just take comfort. Just take comfort. And, and if you take that comfort, you can face and not be afraid of the most difficult challenge in your life. Because God is, and God is greater. And even the psalmist would push us forward beyond that and say, listen, you can not only face that, you can not only be comfortable in that, you can not only be aware that God is actively working in your life, but you can actually have a confidence that sees the blessing that can come out in the midst of the challenge. Now, 
Think about this. This is an awesome awareness. That, that when you're facing the darkest valley, that's where we started with it, when you're facing the darkest valley, you have this knowledge that God is actually involved in your life with His rod and staff. He is actively, personally working in your life. And you can even see that in the darkest valley, in the most difficult time, there is an incredible opportunity of God's generosity. He describes it this way and says, You prepare a feast for me when? Right in front of my enemies. Right in the face of the darkest valley. Right in the face of the most difficult time. I can be aware and see you're creating a feast opportunity. That's awesome, guys. That is incredible. He, he could even say, look, it's like this. You pour oil on my head and my cup runs over. Even in the darkest, most challenging thing, I understand, God, you are a great God. And you want to do great things in my life because you're passionate about my life. And all I need is you. And even in the darkest time, you're going to lift me up. It's like putting oil on my head and anointing me and, and giving me perfume and fragrance and, and taking, the, taking my life to another level, even in the darkest, most difficult time. And even there, I'm going to see the incredible manifestation of your generosity. My cup runs over. That is awesome. And it all starts with verse 1. God is. He is. And because He is, we can trust Him in absolutely everything. Because He is passionate about our lives. And so the psalmist can wrap it up with an incredible statement of, of confidence and just say, listen, I'm sure about this. I'm sure that your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. The, the translation behind that word, follow me, would be pursue me. It's going to pursue me. You like the chase scenes in the movie? You know, when the, when the bad guy's running away and, and, the, and the good officer, whoever, is chasing him, right? And, you know, he's jumping rooftops and he's climbing fences and going through bushes. You know, the chase scene, right? It's always exhilarating, exciting, isn't it? That's the image the psalmist has. Say, listen, God is going to pursue you. He's going to chase you. Why? Because he's got goodness and he's got love and he wants to pour that into your every single day. And throughout the day, he's chasing you. He's, he's pursuing you. Because why? Well, that's who he is. That's who he is. And if you get that, if you understand that this morning, if you get a sense of the, of the passion that God has for your life because of who he is, then you can get to the last verse. You can get to the last verse and it just says, listen, I get it because I understand it because... God is who He is, and because God is passionate about my life, and I don't need anything else in my life. If I got Him, I got everything I need, then I know I'm going to live in His house forever. I'm going to live in His house forever. That, that not only do I not have to worry about my tomorrow, but I don't have to worry about my forever. Not because of who I am, not because of what I've done, but simply because God is. And he is an awesome God. And he is a good shepherd. And he wants to do passionate, incredible things in your life. And he's already shown it. Because he was willing to lay down the life of his son so that you could live.
so you'd be restored. Oh yeah, you may have to shear off some of that weight you got in your life. But he'll get you on the right path. And that path is going to bring honor to his name. And it's going to have green pastures and still waters. And even in the difficult stuff, you're going to see a feast and experience a cup that overflows. Because that's who God is. And that's how passionate he is about you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. All we can do is just say thank you for who you are. That's it. Thank you for who you are. Because you simply are that kind of God. And you choose to just be in every single moment of our lives. And you seek only the good. And when we face the darkest times, you're not distant. But you're there and you're working. And you can even give us a feast and a cup that runs over. God, today as this summer comes to a close, we just ask for that passion. To have that passion about you as much as you have it about us. That we could be passionate and say, you're all we need, God. You're all we need. We don't need anything else if we have you. That you're everything of worth. You're everything of value. You're the only thing that matters in life. So, Lord, we pray, just just fill us with that kind of passion. We ask it through Jesus Christ, your precious Son, our Savior.